American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. I stand here before you looking back fondly on the four years of legacy we've all made together. Do you see her? The girl in the graduation gown giving that awesome speech? Well, that was me, Taylor Flores. Take a look at my parents. They looked so proud of me. Oh, but I will never forget this face. This is Jonas, my arch enemy. We were the top two students in our school and had been competing against each other since forever. But too bad, Jonas, you lost the final battle because I was the one asked to give the graduation speech, not you. It's safe to say that I had it all figured out after high school. First, I would move to New York to attend the most prestigious college in the city, majoring in English, of course. Then, when I graduated from college, I'd write my first novel, then publish it to acclamation and glory. Now, that's what I call a perfect plan. <laughs> Just wait for it. You will see my face on thousands of book covers. Taylor Flores' time has come. I want those pages by the end of Friday else be prepared for a pay cut this month. Ugh! I hate deadlines! As you can see, my life didn't exactly turn out as I planned. What went wrong, you ask? Well, after I graduated from college, I pursued my writing dream. But every agent and publisher I sent my novel to rejected it. I kept pushing myself to write more, but then I ended up having writer's block. I couldn't create stories anymore, so I decided to switch to writing for newspapers. I used to think that if I had to write for a newspaper, then it'd at least be a famous one. But life is not a fairy tale. On the contrary, it's actually cruel and unfair. Well, at least it was to me, because my preferred newspaper rejected me a bunch of times. So now I ended up here, working for this unknown news website with an all-time grumpy manager. <sighs> okay, so back to what was happening at the office. Suddenly, my phone buzzed through an email. Oh no, it's an invitation to my high school reunion. No way I could go back to my hometown and see everyone. They'd all see what a loser I'd become and I'd be the joke of the party. All the worst-case scenarios were running through my mind until a call from Amelia came. It's my bestie from high school. She asked me if I was going, and I told her never in a million years. If you don't go, then everybody will assume that you failed in life and you're too ashamed to go. So the best thing you can do is to attend and keep your head up high. Man, Amelia really had a point and was great at persuading other people. No wonder she's now a lawyer. Ugh. So here I was, in front of the venue, feeling so nervous that... I thought I may throw up, but it's now or never, right? I just needed to put my game face on. I entered the room to a load of unfamiliar faces. Huh? Was I in the wrong place? I was about to leave when I suddenly bumped into somebody and fell on the floor. Ouch. I looked up. It was a chubby lady who was holding her baby in one arm and gripping a toddler's hand with the other. I instantly apologized. I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't hurt the kids. Oh, it's fine. You're lucky my belly was big enough to block you. <laughs> she then paused and took a closer look at me. 
Is that you, Taylor? You look great! Let's get inside! The party just started! Wait, she knew me. But who was she? I guess she did look familiar. Maybe I should wait for Amelia and ask her, as she had kept in touch with most of our classmates. I looked around, trying to find someone familiar to have a chat with, but my gosh, why was it so hard? But then I saw a woman who had beautiful, long, blonde hair, and I instantly knew who it was. Jessica, the hottest and most popular girl in high school, and the captain of the cheerleader team. I walked over to her, and we began to catch up. We chatted a lot, and she was so funny. Hmm, I don't remember her being so hilarious. My god, you're so funny, Jess. Hey, Jessica! I heard Amelia shout. I looked over at her, and she was walking towards someone else. It was the chubby lady from earlier. So, she's Jessica? Oh my, she definitely changed a lot. But if that was Jessica, then who was this? Thank God I didn't say her name earlier. I excused myself from this mystery person, then whispered to Amelia, asking who the lady was I was talking to. Pete's me. Why don't we ask her directly? She then did exactly just that. The lady gave us a playful smile, saying, Try guessing. Are you Ashley? Nope. Natasha? Wrong. Tiffany? Negative. Wait, are you related to Jack Miller? You kind of look like him. Almost correct. Oh my, she wasn't related to Jack Miller, because she is Jack Miller. Well, now she's Jill Miller. Turns out she never felt comfortable being a boy, so after high school, she underwent transgender surgery. Wow, that's incredible. I kind of felt overwhelmed, so I went to the bathroom to freshen up. On my way out, I saw a familiar face. It was Luke, the most handsome guy in high school. He was picking up trash and putting it in the garbage can. Aw, what a nice guy. We talked for a bit and... Oh, turns out he works here as the janitor. He was the one who recommended organizing the reunion here, and he was cleaning up as much as possible so later it wouldn't take him so much time. For real? Who would have expected that? I went back to the party and saw Amelia talking to a guy. Oh, who is this handsome dude? Amelia beckoned me over and introduced him to me. I couldn't believe my ears. It was Jonas, my arch enemy. The chubby dwarf Jonas with a face full of pimples now resembled an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Jonas just told me that he's been promoted to a higher position in his company. Ugh, seemed like he still kept his bragging habit. Some things never changed. Suddenly, Jonas asked me, What about you, Taylor? How has it been going for you lately? Oh, snap. I couldn't tell him that I was working for this awful news website. That would be so humiliating. So, thinking fast, I blurted out that I was a managing editor for this huge newspaper in New York. Jonas and Amelia looked at me in shock. In your face, Jonas. If I had a mic, I would definitely drop it. <laughs> I asked Jonas what position he was promoted to, and he replied, Oh, I, um, got chief technical officer. Huh, nice try, but it was no match for my amazing <laughs> job. I won that battle, loser. Well, in general, the reunion went pretty well, even though I had to lie about myself, but whatever. 
It's not like I was going to see Jonas again, right? Wrong. A week later, I received a Facebook friend request from him. First, I ignored it, but then a few days later, he texted me via messenger, asking why I didn't accept him on Facebook. Ugh, that was so annoying. Fine, but first I had to readjust my page. I needed to hide photos, statuses, and tags that were related to my company. Done. Then Jonas began to text me. It was nice seeing you the other day. Would you like dinner sometime? Um, I'm sorry, what? Was he asking me out on a date? Or was this a prank? Because I live in New York. I told him that, and... Oh my god. He lives in New York too. Ugh, great. But the thing is, I told him last time that I'm an editing manager, and that's a busy job. So during our date, I asked Amelia to pretend to be my secretary and call me a bunch of times during dinner. However, before we could play our act, Jonas was the one who received a dozen calls and then had to leave early because of an incident at his company. After that, he texted me quite a lot, but still feeling bitter from being ditched at dinner the other day, I only replied to him after 30 minutes. Every time. But on days when he didn't text me, I found myself staring at my phone, longing to hear from him. Jesus. I was falling for him? Jonas? Why Jonas? I couldn't understand myself anymore and was unable to stop my feelings. So when he told me he liked me, I said I liked him too. And soon we became a couple. It was great at first, but then Jonas insisted that he drive me to work and pick me up. Oh no. I refused, of course, but he wouldn't take no for an answer. Ugh. So when Jonas dropped me at the fake office, I had to run. No, I had to sprint five blocks to my real office to make it on time. And then in the evening, I had to leave 30 minutes earlier to run back to the other office and wait for him to pick me up. The first three times, I could handle it. But Jonas wanted to drive me to work every day. That's enough. I needed a break from all this running. Eventually, I came up with an excuse. I bought a bike and told him that I wanted to ride to work, as it would be good for my health. Phew. I didn't have time to run five blocks each day anymore, because I had an important interview to prepare for. Oh yeah, I was applying to my dream newspaper. Again. If I did get in, I don't need to lie to Jonas anymore. And luckily, my interview went pretty well. I had a smile on my face as I walked over to the elevator. First it was just me, and then a bunch of employees went in. The elevator was about to close, when suddenly, from the outside, someone put his hand between the doors. Please wait! And that's when I saw a familiar face. Jonas! Our eyes met, and we both looked shocked. Then one of the employees said to him, Hey boss, I already finished the report, and we'll send it to you this evening. What? Why did the guy say that to him? When the elevator reached the ground floor, I quickly ran out of it. Jonas ran after me, held my hand, and said, Wait, let me explain. What is there to explain? We both lied to each other. Jonas held me in his arms and tried to keep me calm. Then he began telling me everything. Oh my god. Turns out he's the actual editing manager of this newspaper. Ugh! Well, that explains a lot. I should have known he didn't work in technology. As I once asked him to repair my laptop, 
and he ended up locking himself out of it. Hearing you say you had my job shocked me. I didn't want to embarrass you, so I made up another position. So he knew right from the beginning I was lying. Then why did you insist on driving me to work, when you already knew I didn't work there? <laughs> I was just messing with you. Besides, I was kind of curious to see how long you could keep the lie up for. I'm sorry. But the truth is, I like you. I have liked you since high school. Back then, I was always competing with you because I wanted you to notice me. I thought I was about to throw a tantrum, but thinking back, it was all my fault. If I hadn't lied in the first place, then Jonas wouldn't have had to lie about himself. Right at that moment, I received an email from Human Resources. Oh god, I got in! They were so impressed by me that they had to email me right away. I was so happy that I hugged Jonas as he said, Congratulations, newbie. Now, let's get to work. Your first task is to go out on dinner with me. Yeah, so now Jonas and I work at the same place, and he's my boss. I used to hate losing to him, but now that he's my boyfriend, I feel fine. Actually, I'm really proud of him. <laughs> it was such a beautiful weekend, but instead of being out having fun, I was stuck at home. For what, you ask? To teach Excel to a girl who doesn't even know how to use shift key shortcuts. <sighs> what is the matter with you? I've explained the code 20 times to you already. Um, I... I'm sorry. Let's face it. You suck at this. Try to beat me in your dream. Ugh. If I had to waste one more second sitting next to her, I'd go crazy. Look how fake you are. If you're mad, then just show me. Why do you always have to be misfriendly? Hmm. Let me introduce you. That's Laura, my so-called sister. Two months ago, my mom brought her home and announced, Jeff, I have something to tell you. Back when we broke up for a while, due to your parents' hatred towards me, well, during that time, I found out I was pregnant. I gave birth to our little girl, Laura. I was only 22, and I had no money. So as much as it pained me to do so, I gave her away. I've never stopped thinking about her. And now, well, I've managed to find her. She dabbed at her teary eyes, then handed Dad the DNA test results. Dad was overwhelmed and ran over to hug Laura. They all cried a lot and hugged a lot. As for me, I just stood there in shocked silence as I watched this family reunion take place. It all happened so fast. How was I supposed to believe that it was just a coincidence when Mom suddenly found her long-lost child after so many years? What now, Skylar? Stop being so headstrong. Mom scolded me, then rushed over to Lara and started cuddling her and soothingly stroking her hair. It's not my fault she has the learning capacity of a slug. Stop interfering, else I'll quit teaching her. By the way, those loving mother-daughter things also? Cut it off! It's ridiculous! I know what you're thinking. What's with the attitude towards my mom? The thing is, she's not even my real mom. A few months ago, something crazy happened to me. A strange woman showed up out of nowhere and claimed she was my mom. Say what now? 
Of course, I told her she'd got the wrong person. But when I saw the selling contract between my mom and her, I froze in shock. Turns out, my mom miscarried a child, but she was too afraid she'd lose her place in the family. So she bought me from this woman. So I was adopted. It's common, right? But still, I don't deserve to be treated like that. I had always been neglected since I was little. Mom never hugged or kissed me. She didn't read me bedtime stories or tuck me into bed at night. All she ever did was snarl at me. Go away! I guess I convinced myself that this was just how Mom was. But then Lara arrived, and Mom is totally different with her. (sighs) I get it now. I get why she treated me so cold, and why I've never felt happy despite growing up in a wealthy family. Because I'd never belonged here. After the incident with the woman, I confronted Mom about it. I get it. I know I'm not your real daughter. And that's why you think it's acceptable to treat me like garbage? Oh, please. Stop with the dramatics. Let me tell you this. Even if you did adopt me, I'm still going to prove my efficiency to Dad and take over this company by myself. Mom was dumbfounded after hearing that. Then, not long after that, she turned up with Lara. That's why I didn't believe there was no coincidence. She brought Lara back to compete with me. And if that was true, then, what do I have to be scared of? (laughs) How are my two girls? Skylar, are you still helping Lara with her studies? Yeah, Dad. She still helps me every day. Thank you so much. Okay, that's great. When you move past the basics... I think you should take a few more extra courses. Do your best, and try to follow your sister. There's no way she can be as good as me, not even in her wildest dream. Laura is very smart, and she'll soon be up to speed. I'm also teaching her more about our family business. Huh? Is Mom going to teach her more to compete with me? I can obviously see her greed and competitiveness. But whatever. Lara and I are at two distinctly different levels anyway. I am an excellent student at the Columbia Business School, while she's just an uneducated nobody. Poof! Please! I have absolutely nothing to worry about. Mom kept forcing her to study, but... See? Speaking of Mom, she'd been acting weird lately. One minute she treats me like a stubborn stain she can't get rid of, then the next she's trying to set me up with some guy named Dean. He's the son of her super-rich colleague. I don't understand why she suddenly feels the need to find me a boyfriend. And Dad wasn't helping the situation, as instead of telling Mom to stop playing matchmaker, he was encouraging her. Ugh. Okay, I just wanted them to quit bugging me, so in the end, I agreed to talk to this Dean guy. But now, he won't stop messaging me, and he's even shown up at the house. Hmm... I suppose he is kind of handsome and nice, but he's not my type. So I just talked to him out of politeness. Until one time, I saw Lara sneaking a peek at Dean while he was waiting for me in the lobby. Wait, don't tell me she likes Dean? Oh well, she's welcome to my leftovers. I don't like this guy anyway. Then one day, I was walking along the corridor when I received a text from Dean. Skylar, are you free tomorrow? Let's have dinner together. I was about to text back when I suddenly heard Mom and Lara arguing. What's wrong with you, Lara? 
Why are you secretly dating that jerk? Why not, Dean? He's a good guy. Besides, he told me that there's nothing going on between him and Skylar. So Dean is two-timing us? He snuck out on a date with Lara while flirting with me on the phone all day? What on earth? I tried to keep calm while continuing to listen. You're crazy. Stop this stupid secret dating game at once. What? Why is Mum insisting he's a good guy to me, but telling Laura the opposite? Well, Mum, which one is it? Is Dean a good match like you told me, or a jerk like you told Laura? He's, he's rich, so keep on dating him and stop bothering me with your nonsense. Ugh, I wasn't born yesterday. There's definitely something wrong with this Dean. The very next day, I decided to go and follow Dean. Oh my gosh, what was he wearing? And why did he go to this slum? Then he gathered with a few other thugs. So, it's obvious, Dean definitely was a street guy. That's why Mum didn't let Lara get close to him. But why did she match him with me? Could that be a part of her plan to bring me down? Ha! Nice try! <laughs> I'd had enough spying for one day so I was about to leave. But then suddenly, I heard a familiar voice which startled me. I turned around, then... What? It's... Mum? How dare you ruin the plan? Mind your words. I did as you said. I told you to flirt with Skylar to distract her, not Laura. Don't think I'm paying you a nickel more. Fine, don't pay me. Just be sure to take me a picture of your husband's face. When the real DNA result arrives in his inbox. <laughs> you, you, you! Oh my god. Did I just hear it wrong? What DNA results? Could it be? I immediately went home and rushed into my dad's office to look for the DNA certificate that my mom gave him that day. Here it was. What should I do now? That's right. I had to take it to the hospital to have it checked. After pleading and putting pressure on the doctor, he finally admitted that he'd accepted a bribe from... Dean to fake the test result. I asked for the original one and... Believe it or not, Lara was not my dad's child. I immediately rushed home and showed my dad the original DNA results. He was so shocked... I had to help him sit down, then get him a glass of water. When he got over the initial shock, he asked me to call Lara and Mum in to confront them. But, oh no, Lara's room was empty. Only one letter was lying on the bed. Sorry, everyone. Dean told me the truth. Thank you all for taking care of me. Especially you, Skylar. I honestly enjoyed being around you. I think you're kind and patient. Please don't ever change. I don't belong in your world, so I can't stay. If we're predestined, we will meet again. Thank you, and sorry again. Love, Lara. Unbelievable! How could you lie to all of us about something like this? Knowing she couldn't wriggle out of this one, Mum replied, Okay, Lara isn't yours. I fell pregnant with her after we broke up. I didn't want you to throw me out, so I paid Dean to get a fake DNA certificate. Then I paid him again to date Skylar and distract her from her studies. 
This business should be Laura's, not hers. But that jerk went and fell for Laura instead. Poor Dad. He looked so heartbroken. Mom tried pleading with him to forgive her, but he told her the trust was broken and that she had to leave. Everything's such a mess. Poor Dad shut himself away in his office, while me, I lay on my bed, staring at the ceiling. I couldn't stop thinking about all of Mom's lies. And what for? Money? Fame? Status? Are all those things worth sacrificing dignity, honor, and trust for? I used to want to compete with Lara, too. But now, it turns out that all of that was just fleeting. Dad, I think I should leave, too. Because I'm not your biological daughter, either. You... 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 I've known for a while. But I've kept quiet as I was afraid that you would abandon me. Thank you for always being there for me. You're a good man, and you don't deserve all the pain you've been through. Then I told my dad all about how I found out I was adopted, and how my mom paid my real mom to hand me over. Dad froze for a few seconds, then calmly said, Skylar, honey, you'll always be my daughter, and I couldn't be prouder of you. Please, stay here with me. I couldn't hold back my tears. Did dad really want me around? Even after all this crazy stuff? I really love my dad, but I couldn't upset him anymore. The next day, dad and I went around to Lara's adoptive mom's house. I cleared the air with her and invited her to come back with us. She politely declined. Turns out she just wants a simple life. We still meet up sometimes, and we've actually become pretty good friends. Isn't it amazing? Because before that, we were like water and fire. The fact that I don't have to teach her Excel anymore probably helps. <laughs> there are those who do whatever they can to win fame and fortune, but this often comes at a cost. Mom let greed turn her into a monster, and now she's paying for it. I don't like what she did, but she's still my mom. Well, my adoptive mom anyway. So I still send her subsidies and wish her happiness for the rest of her life. The truth is that... I'd rather forego a huge fortune and live a quiet life than become someone I don't want to be. If it were you, would you do the same to live in peace? Hey, that guy over there just asked for your info, the bartender said, which made me turn and look around. Oh, he's gone. As you can see, I'm sitting at the bar of a five-star resort. No, I'm not rich. Instead, I took out all my savings and decided to splurge them on enjoying every single last day left of my life. It all started months ago. I had this constant aching and exhaustion. I blamed work stress, but my symptoms grew worse. Eventually, I went to the doctor and sat there in stunned shock as I heard the words cancer and progressive. The next few weeks were a whirlwind of hospital appointments and treatments, I had chemo, and my lovely long hair fell out. I just felt tired and hopeless all of the time. Enough had I had this. I stopped the chemotherapy, quit my job, and decided to enjoy the little time I had left. The Hawaiian beach is so beautiful. Then suddenly, someone walked straight into me. Ugh, their drink soaked me. I heard them say, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, hey, 
You're the girl who sat alone at the bar earlier. I looked up, and wow, he was handsome. I shook my head and insisted it was my fault for not paying attention. After that, he joined me for a walk, and we started chatting. Oh, his name is Blake, by the way. So, the next day, I asked him out for lunch. I don't have much of an appetite these days, and the most I could do was staring down at my barely-touched plate. Then, I knew I needed to be honest with him. Hey, Blake, I really like you, and want to get to know you more, but I have cancer and don't have long left. At first, there was a sickening silence, but then he took my hand, and can you believe it? He said he wanted to get to know me, too. The next few weeks with him were magical. Then we came back to the city and continued dating. Blake was so amazing and constantly showered me with love. One night after dinner, Blake drove us up to this hill. He said he wanted to show me Orion's belt, and it was so romantic. I didn't want to ruin the moment, but there was something I needed to tell him. Blake, I saw the doctor today. He said that nothing has changed. Although he didn't mention it, I guess I don't really have much time left. My tears streamed down my face. I've had the best time with you. I really do think I love you. Suddenly, Blake got down on one knee and asked me, My darling Lucy, will you marry me? This is the least I can do for you. I was speechless, so I nodded and then held him tightly in my arms. I was too happy. I couldn't help sharing our love story on social media. Soon, thousands of people were liking and sharing it, saying what an inspirational couple we were. This was crazy, but amazing. Their support made me feel like I could take on my cancer, the world, everything. I started noticing that Blake was getting a lot of attention from other girls. They knew he was the guy who proposed to the dying girl, so they seemed to flock around him and admire him. Then one day, when we were at the wedding dress store together, I stepped out of the fitting room in this beautiful gown, feeling like a princess. But then I spotted Blake talking to some other girl. She touched his shoulder, and I overheard her say, Your fiancé is very lucky to have you. Then she leaned in closer to him. Blake? I hissed at him. Baby, how do I look? He turned away from the girl and stared at me. Yeah, gorgeous, he awkwardly smiled. I couldn't help but feel terrible. I know he's an attractive man, but he was about to marry me. It was not nice at all having him flirt with someone else at my dress fitting. Still, I tried to put it all aside, as I wanted to enjoy what little time I had left. The wedding was a dream come true. It was such a magical day. Then right before our honeymoon, I went to see my doctor. To my complete and utter shock, he told me, I'm pleased to inform you that you're in recovery. Oh my god, I couldn't believe my ears. I was getting better? I rushed home and told Blake the good news. Only his reaction wasn't what I expected. His face dropped, and at first he was speechless. Then he stuttered, Congrats, honey. Hmm, what did that even mean? Regardless of this, our honeymoon was marvelous. 
My appetite was back and I was making the most of it. Yum! Food tastes so good. This didn't go unnoticed by Blake, and he tutted, Can you try chewing more gently? Whatever. I was intent on enjoying my food. When we arrived back home, I moved into his apartment. For God's sake, there were dirty plates and smelly socks everywhere. How could someone so meticulous about their looks live in such a state? I told myself that it was fine. I loved him, so I could learn to love his mess. (sighs) Being alive felt so good. So admittedly, I may have overdone it on the snacks. Cake, meals out, and yeah... I'd gained some extra pounds, so household chores were a bit too much for me. Besides, why should I have to do them? It was his mess. But one time, when I was sick of his stinky underpants everywhere, I asked him, How can a guy who looks like you live in this rat hole? Go clean up. But he ignored me and went straight to bed. And it took no time for his loud thunderstorms to follow. What the hell? Where was the kind, charming man I married? Fed up, I tried my best to clean up the place a little bit. I was out of breath and sweating a lot. My head was super itchy, so I took off my wig and scratched my scalp. At that moment, I heard Blake screaming, and when I turned around, he was clutching his face in fear. Baby, what's wrong? I rushed to him. Oh, I got it. I laughed out. It was just too uncomfortable to wear this wig, so I took it off. That's all? But look, my hair is growing back again. Shaking, he stuttered. You were wearing a wig this whole time? You look terrifying. Well, yeah, I suppose jagged growing hair made me look quite creepy. (laughs) Shouldn't you be happy for me? I mumbled and forced a smile while trying to put the wig back on. Knowing that I was able to live life again was incredible. But living Blake with my moody, uncaring husband... Now, that wasn't so great. One evening, he came home from work in a foul mood and started shouting at me for not tidying up. I told him I shouldn't have to, as it wasn't my mess. He scowled at me. I single-handedly provide for the both of us. Come home to see you chilling on your huge backside, and you dare talk to me like that? You're the one who needs to get up and work, since you eat double the amount I do. His words hurt, so with teared-up eyes, I said to him, How dare you talk to me like that? Blake was about to say something, but he paused, then just sighed. Look, I'm sorry, babe. I know you're recovering. I sharply stared at him and said, I didn't do anything for dinner, so let's eat out. I was enjoying my rotary chicken It was so good that I might have taken too big of a bite and it lodged in my throat. Soon I was choking, I couldn't breathe, afraid I looked at Blake for help but he was scrolling through his phone. And to my disbelief he walked off to the bathroom. I kept thudding the table to call for help. Luckily a waiter rushed over and hit me real hard on the back and I managed to spit the piece of chicken out. When Blake returned I angrily asked, How the hell could you leave me like that? What are you talking about, baby? I saw you enjoying your food. Are you done? Let's go home. Ugh! He definitely knew I was choking. What a jerk. Everything I once thought and expected from him shattered. He was willing to let me choke to death over helping me. 
The problem was our love story was so famous now, and even though I knew Blake and I couldn't bear each other, the thought of us breaking up and being heckled by others made me feel so sick. I guess I was stuck with him forever. So we had to continue tolerating each other. Then one evening, while I was munching on potato chips and watching TV, my phone rang. It was a strange number. Hello? Are you Blake's wife? Blake's been in a car accident, and we really need you to come here. I froze for a few seconds. Sorry, wrong number, and hung up. My phone rang several more times, but I didn't answer. The guilt started to creep up on me, so I grabbed my bag and rushed to the hospital. The nurse told me to sign some papers so Blake could have his surgery. With a pen in hand, I hesitated. Excuse me, where is the organ donating section? I asked. My husband is willing to donate if anything bad happens. This is not the right time to ask me that question, the nurse yelled at me. Right at that moment, Blake's parents rushed in panicking. I gave them the papers and sneaked back to the apartment. After that, I thought long and hard about our relationship. It had been so passionate at first, but I realized I didn't love him at all, and neither did he. All our decisions were made intensely quickly, based on the idea that I might die later. We were too stubborn to admit defeat and walk away, and now we were miserable. A few weeks later, Blake came home in a wheelchair, and we both sat in awkward silence. Then I broke the ice. That night, when I choked at the restaurant, did you ignore me on purpose? Blake answered me with another question. Is it true you wanted to donate my organs instead of helping me get my surgery? I replied, I'm sorry. That was the only way I could briefly think of to get out of this marriage. He sighed. I know. Me too. I think we're just too similar, and that's why we don't work. He paused. I think it's time we put an end to this. So finally, we stopped putting up with each other and filed for a divorce. People on social media were furious and posted a lot of venomous comments, such as, so much for being an inspirational couple, and this screams out scam marriage to me. I decided to close all of my online accounts. Their opinions don't matter anymore. I have my family's support. That's more important. Surprisingly, I'm still friends with Blake. Hey, we went through a lot together, and he's not all bad. I just never want to live with him ever again. <laughs> I even met my current boyfriend through Blake, as he introduced me to him. How funny is that? Sometimes things don't work out as planned, but that's okay. Living a lie just to save a bruised ego is much worse. Oh, by the way, this is my real hair. I am now completely healthy. Remember, you only live once, so make sure you don't waste your time trying to please others, and instead, you embrace life and live it at its best. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones 
who get it done.